Welcome back to Marvel Maniac, an MCU after show. This is your host, Eric Cicada, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. We are at episode three already of Loki, and the train isn't slowing down, folks, and we are on a little literal train today in the episode, but also a metaphorical one, and it is moving upwards of 80 to 100 miles an hour. Uh, this show is fantastic. Uh, this episode was fantastic, and... Yeah, we are we are um, getting a lot of information now about intentions of uh, this new variant. Her name, alias Sylvie. Um, I heard a little bit today that the character's name was Sylvie. Little thrown um, before the episode. Um, hearing that, I don't like hearing things before the episode. Not a fan of spoilers. But you're on Twitter. You're on social media. If there's a leak or something, you know, like that, you're bound to hear it. Um, love it. Love how the character owned her own name and identity and I'm beyond excited to see where this goes oh my gosh this this show uh, exceeds expectations and uh, it takes your expectations and throws it against the wall and then pulls it and then I don't know man Marvel it just that it just always does a brilliant job of uh, really not uh, taking you as, as an audience member for granted um, if you've been here a while or if you're new you can enjoy this show I'm I'm, I'm going I'm assuming if you've never seen much of the Marvel Universe before as a new show because they do recap much of Loki's journey in the first episode right but also it's very much homage to those movies if you have seen it before it's a it's almost like a tribute so I can so much appreciate the way all of this information is delivered and the way they're building this new uh, Loki 2.0 in the show and in a way uh, I think they nonchalantly gave Loki like two to three more powers this episode am I wrong what did you think of the episode hit us up on Twitter at Marvel Maniac Pod or email us Marvel Maniac Pod at gmail.com we would love to hear what you think and if you like the show drop us a review it would actually go a really long way Positive, positive feedback only, please. Uh, we much appreciate it. Much appreciate. And without further ado, let's get into this episode. It's shortest episode so far, but I'd like to not let that stand for the story. If an episode carries, it carries. It doesn't matter about the length. It's about the story it tells. And I think this episode did that job, I will say, off the bat. Um, I do get a little worried when I see a shorter runtime. Um, I'm worried it's going to be a shorter, maybe plot rushed episode. No, a lot more action, um, which is why probably it was a little bit shorter. So the episode starts with two familiar faces. The second one isn't as familiar because we don't know it as well. Um, it is who we later know as Sylvie. Um, I write in my notes, Lady Loki, up until I do get to know the name Sylvie. Um, so I may refer to her as Lady Loki a little bit up until we get there. Um, it's C20, the guard from the opening sequence last week, who gets her mind taken over and beats up the other guards to, I need a hero. Yeah. Awesome sequence. And um, they're in regular human clothes, just out to eat. They're drinking margaritas. And C20 gets a brain freeze. And Lady Loki tells her brain freezes are basically memories. And synapses getting frozen in place. C20 kind of like jokingly says, that's not true. Uh, I don't believe you. And Lady Loki says, okay, well, I'll ask you a question. And you won't be able to answer until um, your synapses have melted. 
And then she kind of lays into her a little bit. How many people are guarding the timekeepers? And then that's when it hit me. This is Lady Loki. You know, this is Sylvie. And um, this is when C20 kind of snaps out of it a little bit. Day in the restaurant all of a sudden turns to night. And Sylvie asks C20 how long they've been best friends. And she says she can tell her anything because C20 and her best best friends forever. Um, and then she asks her again, how many people are guarding the timekeepers? Seriously. And C20 says she knows this place, but she doesn't know her. Um, she's having these revelations, right? And later in the episode, we know, we learn, um, you know, I, I realize, well, I'm going to say this fact first. Later in the episode, we learn that um, the way Sylvie, you know, controls people is she'll touch someone um and then she'll get control of them instantly or people who are harder to control she'll kind of live in their head with them and they'll kind of have to coexist with them and like bargain with them in a way and that seems to be what's happening here sylvie tells c20 it's okay you're just tired which is at that point we cut back to the uh rocks cart office um and she is using her green magic on c20's head in the office uh on the camera we see mobius and loki entering the facility from the last episode during the hurricane uh so it's a little bit of pre-cut pre-roll uh, right before the events that preceded the end of the last episode. What I was going to say is sometimes when the format of doing this uh, Marvel Maniac, um, uh, I would usually like watch the episode, take notes as I go, first time watching the episode. Uh, I'm realizing as a fan of Marvel, I should just, I'm, I'm watching the episode now and then I'm, I'm coming back. <laughs> and then I'm going to like take notes as I rewatch it a second time um, so I can like give you more genuine, a genuine experience. And I'm realizing, man, what a, what a way better way of doing it. I mean, it's like, not that I haven't been enjoying the show as much. It's just like a way more enjoyable experience uh, for me as a podcaster. And it's just me learning. Um, and that is my Mr. Honest side take of the, this podcast experience for y'all. Um, all right, let's get back into the episode. So we get Loki, our title sequence opening sequence here so um at the tva minutemen run through the time door this is where our episode kind of ended last week and at that very second in that locker room uh the door van one van one door vanishes and another one appears lady loki sylvie goes right in on her enemy she walks up uh, behind a minuteman tries to activate him with her magic but it doesn't work he activates his baton which disintegrates and uh she kicks him into a wall and turns it right back on him Three more Minutemen rush her, and she knocks a baton out of one's hand while knocking another, then swooping backward to dodge the third card's weapon. Like, action. She is so cool. Sylvie instantly up in ranks as one of my favorite Marvel MCU characters. Uh, I love her attitude. She's extremely badass. So mysterious. How much uh, Thor, Loki origins are intact. What's her story? So interesting. So interesting. She jumps off the wall and kicks down two minute men and completely disintegrates another one with a baton and moves forward. Uh, in the locker room, Loki jumps through the time door. This is timing out with the end of the last episode very well. Um, you can kind of imagine as um, Sylvie is finding these first guards in the time that she's fighting them and Loki's not there. Loki is running towards that door. Moby's just shouting, Loki, wait. Um, there is that 
little bit of period where Loki's not in the room and then Loki enters the room. Uh, he looks towards the lockers and remembers. There's like He gets a look on his face. Um, it seems that he remembers something. And then in the next shot, his daggers are in his hand. Uh, so pretty sweet. We get Loki with his daggers. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Loki cautiously walks down the hallway and he passes uh, the down Minutemen that Sylvie took down. And uh, she approaches the gold elevator where... The timekeepers apparently are just at the top of or bottom of or whatever whatever kind of magic elevator this is. Who knows in this dimension? Reminds me of the door to uh, Bowser, I wrote. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you get all the stars. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's... I'm like arguing with my older known. I'm like, why'd you write that? Uh, she takes on two guards, yanking uh, onto another's baton, disintegrating him, then knocking the other uh, onto the ground. Yeah, that's so sick. Yeah, a lot of a lot of great action in this episode. This was a thriller. This one, we got a lot of inform- like a lot of information, but at the same time, a ton of action, a ton of action. And uh, Loki approaches her, uh, and he says a few questions, and she says, "You're in my way," and he says, "You are my way." And she swipes him and knocks him back. I thought perhaps we could work together. Loki holds his arms out and she kicks him in the chest. Uh, but now I see you lack vision. They continue to fight until Ravana, remember the judge who kind of sentenced Loki um, to be, well, she was going to pretty much execute him or, uh, you know, uh, and then until Mobius showed up and said, I got idea- other ideas for him. Sylvie tells her to come any closer and she will kill Loki. Um, Ravana says, do it. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, she charges and Loki opens the time door, which the two drop through immediately, just in time. They fight over the, time, uh, the temp pad once they get through it. Um, Sylvie gets a hand of it first and even says goodbye to Loki, but then realizes that it's low on power. Loki appears behind her and throws her into some shelves and takes the temp head. She tells him he doesn't even know how to charge it. And he says, of course he does. Uh, I'm not the only tech-savvy Loki. She says, don't ever call me that. Tech-savvy? No, a Loki. As they are about to fight even more over it, like they're about to like go in again, a meteorite lands between them. And Sylvie asks, where did you send us? Outside, more meteorites hit the terrain around the two open pit mines that surround the building that they're in. Uh, in big text, we get Lamentus 1. That's the planet that they're on in the year 2077. I don't know how far man has gotten out by this time, uh, but they are their humanity has expanded, and they are on a planet called Lamentus 1 in the year 2077. Uh, there's a huge crumbling planet hovering in the sky above them. The two, uh, the two leave the tent and take in the insane view above them. Lady Loki, uh, I'm going to call her that a little bit, calls him an idiot for bringing them to Lamentus One. And it is already kind of crazy out there once they stepped outside. She says the moon and the planet are going to crash into and destroy each other. And this is just the worst of all apocalypses on the temp pad of all the apocalypses and no one makes it off here (laughs) it's just like the worst case scenario and um they're just running through this like pretty much asteroid attack at this moment like dodging sliding under like vehicles um doing everything they can just not to get hit uh it's really epic um and this the whole backdrop of this planet is really kind of twistedly beautiful um 
And Loki says, so we're a team. No. And she says, God, no, I don't need your help. Um, Loki and uh, Sylvie, they rush across town with the asteroids until Loki finds an open door and they rush into it. They catch their breaths. Uh, Loki leans wearily on a wall and she approaches him. She puts her hand on his neck and he calls her out on enchanting him. When he does that, uh, she draws her sword and he asks if they're really going to do this here. Sylvie asks if he he only saved her because he needs her to get it recharged, the temp pad. Uh, The plan you interrupted was years in the making. As soon as I turn that temp pad back on, I'm going straight back to the TVA to finish what I started. I'll kill you then. So Sylvia's really bent on her mission. She doesn't want anything else. Um, she's a hero in her own right. In a sense, with what we learned from this episode, it's almost locking in further and further that the timekeepers aren't very good. And um, I don't know. Lady Loki slash Sylvie is seeming pretty justified on her mission um she begins to leave and loki goes with her um or i'll kill you uh the shack fiercely shakes and they both uh have a slight look of dread before they hurry off um fantastic dynamic between these two i really like the i really like the chemistry that they have um a high view shows a large barren landscape dotted with a few man-made structures lots of purple uh in the sky the planet can be seen breaking apart Uh, he calls her a variant and she says not to call her a variant or loki she's sylvie now oh you changed your name brilliant uh it's not called it's called an alias uh it's not like it's not very loki like what's what exactly makes a loki a loki she says independence authority and style Uh, So naturally, you went to work for the oppressive time police, she says. Loki tells her he doesn't work for them and that he's a consultant. She replies that he doesn't know what he wants. What about you? Your years in the making plan was to tear the place down, create the ultimate power vacuum, then just walk away? I've never done that. Well, I'm not you. Um, And can we get on with this now? They arrive at a vacant, muddy road. It's a rundown looking area. You know, I like this conversation they're having. You're kind of comparing how both of them don't they don't go about things the same way, right? Um, <laughs> Loki doesn't. Let's see. Like, what does Loki say here? Your years in the making plan was to tear the place down, create an ultimate power vacuum, then just walk away. I mean. What was the Battle of New York, Loki? I mean, just went in there with the Chitauri army and uh, we're ripping a hole in New York City. He's not that different. So as I was saying, they um, they arrive at this vacant, muddy road and it's a very rundown looking area, um, like a town, but it's uh, abandoned. And Loki asks how long they have, basically until the apocalypse. 12 hours or so. Things down here are only going to get worse. More meteors, gravity, er, gravity earthquakes, uh, and of course, the collapse of society in the face of annihilation. <laughs> uh, I love the pink sky in the background. It brings such a unique tone. I wrote, I probably may have wrote that five times. I just love the tone. Um, Loki asks Sylvie if, uh, if the neon sign will work as a power source for the temp pad. And she tries to get him to give give it to her to test it. Uh, Loki asks because he, Loki uh, laughs because he can tell that she's trying to trick him and she tells him the temp pad requires a massive power source. Uh, later, they walk across terrain where meteorites are falling. Uh, cinematography in this episode is so gorgeous. I wrote, 
the approach they approach a secluded house. Now, this is where again we find out that Loki and uh, S- Sylvie aren't that different. In, in a sense, they both get booted off the step here. She kicks the door open uh, as Loki's telling her diplomacy is better than brute force. Uh, she shoots Sylvie back with some sort of force gun that knocks her on her back. Uh, the woman at this house who decides she's the one woman who didn't flee town and didn't leave. She's pretty much deciding she's just going to die with this planet or this moon that she's living on. Um, Loki goes with the approach of pretending to be the lady's dead husband. She sees in a picture through her window. Um, after he's already telling her, um, you know, we're, we don't mean any harm. Like, like <laughs> she knows her husband's dead. Uh, the lady sees right through it. And she shoots Loki with the gun as well. <laughs> that knocks him on his back. Uh, Sylvie gets a kick out of it and asks him if that was diplomacy, pretty much. Um, I just love the dynamic between them. <laughs> Why, is it weird that they like have a chemistry like they're not like blood related they're just the same person in a different universe is that like dating a cousin is that weird I don't know you tell me chat audience uh, friends what do you feel <laughs> the arc uh, the evacuation vessel uh, is where everyone is uh, so they get the answer as Sylvie asked um so they ask how to get there, and the woman says at the edge of town, but they'll never get a ticket. The train has a big line outside of it. There are guards in blue uniforms with big over-the-top helmets. Loki tells Sylvie that they cannot fight their way onto the train, as that's kind of what Sylvie is uh, saying that they'll end up doing if all goes wrong. Uh, she says she's going to enchant the guard and... Uh, she's saying that Loki wants to do it his way Loki tells her and he transforms into one of the guards uniforms and he like brings Sylvie in as a prisoner he gets to the guard uh, taking the tickets and um, he says I'm taking this one to Sheru uh, Sheru I don't know if he knows like the, the city maybe he just read a sign um, this guard is so sus of them until Sylvie touches his arm and flips him just in time for the other guard to see them uh, and the other, this guard says, oh, I just remember that HQ radioed in uh, their request this morning. Perfect. They're in the train all of a sudden. This train is super luxurious, like over the top, um, from rags to riches. Sylvie tells Loki that it wasn't even a plan, uh, them doing this, the whole prisoner act, because dressing as a guard uh, just uh, and just getting on a train is just doing a thing, <laughs> which is true, which ends up being true. Sylvie yawns, and at some point, creating a multiverse of madness might just make you tired, is what I'm thinking. Um, just at some point, you know, it's going to have to take a rest after that. Loki tells her to feel free to get some rest. She said she can't sleep around untrustworthy people. Sylvie asks what Loki's mom was like, and this is like a nice slow moment where they're kind of getting to compare their lives a little bit. We get to learn a little bit about Sylvie's life. A little bit. Um, Loki says she was a queen of Asgard. She was good and purely decent. She asks jokingly, you sure she was your mother? And then Loki admits um, he was adopted. And she says she knows she was adopted. Like, different worlds. Like, um, like they told her early on. Loki asks about her mother. About her mother. And she, asks, uh, she says she barely remembers her. 
just blips of a dream at this point. A small hint of vulnerability here from Sylvie for one of the very first, maybe the very first time. Um, she said, when I was young, uh, he said, when I was young, she'd do magic for me. Turn a flower into a frog or cast fireworks over the water. It all seemed impossible. She told me that one day I could do it too because I could do anything. Um, I find that line much more important than any other line in the show maybe thus far um, in context of some of the things that go on in this episode. Um, she, When I was young, my, his mom, Wilkie's mom, told him he could turn a flower into a frog, cast fireworks over the water, and he said it all seemed impossible. Um, what else seemed impossible to Loki in this episode? The casting of uh, Sylvie's spells. Um, something that seemed impossible to me in this episode was some of the things like the green magic Loki casts. And um, some of like, the telekinetic abilities. Like, did, did, did you not see Loki lift an entire building um, with pure like magic? There are things I'm seeing out of Loki I've never seen before. I don't know if he was ever capable of. Um, I, I think like he believes he can do anything and maybe he's seeing a bigger, greater world and just seeing some of this extra magic. Um, and I don't know, he's fueled with it. I don't know. Um, maybe I'm, maybe I've missed a thing or two about some of his abilities, but I, I'm not pretty sure that these are the first times a lot of these ability, those abilities have been exampled in the MCU, if not positive. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't mean to be ignorant to that, but I'm pretty positive on that one. Um, he said she was the kind of person you'd want to believe in you, and he uh, put a firework in his hand, showed her that he can do it, and that that's just amazing. Um, sounds like she does, and uh, he said she did. Loki asks Sylvie how she does her mind tricks, and Sylvie tells him she thought uh, she taught herself. And he says, you taught yourself that magic? You just go into their minds and project some sort of illusion? Um, back to the... She told me that you can do anything. So if he, know, if he knows something's possible from a Loki, um, he almost thinks... It's just, he's smart. He knows anything's possible. So give Loki that knowledge. Loki, Loki no knows. Um, just, it's awesome. Um, that's my thought on that. Um, so uh, Sylvie wants to show Loki on him, but he rejects. Uh, Loki takes the waitress up on both drinks offered him and Sylvie. Loki cheers his two cups together uh, to the end of the world. A pity uh, to the old woman chose to die, he said, uh, referring to the woman who stayed at her house and directed them to the train. She wouldn't be leaving this doomed planet. That's uh, sad, but um, she chose this. Uh, maybe love is hate, um, sa uh, Sylvie says. Loki takes out a quill and starts to quote her, and she tells him to piss off. Loki asks if she's dating someone. <laughs> so this is where I'm getting some like love story hints here. I've managed to maintain quite a serious long-distance relationship with a postman running across time from one apocalypse to another. Um, <laughs> with uh, and a charm like that, who could resist you, Loki, sa Loki says. And then here she asks this. This is a big deal. Um, I'm sure a lot of the internet's going to go pretty crazy about this. How about you? You're a prince. Must have been uh, would-be princesses, or perhaps another prince. Uh, she raises her eyebrows. She raises her eyebrows with a, a smirk. Um, a bit of both, he says. I suspect the same as you, but nothing ever this great. Uh, this is great, I said. And, and she says, real. But uh, let's go backtrack a little bit. So that's confirming, you know, Loki swings both ways. Fantastic.
That's wonderful. Um, I don't think they've ever really done much like that in the MCU before. I think it's really cool. Um, really good. Really good. Good, good, good. Um, okay, so... Love is mischief then. Uh, she finishes. <laughs> Uh, Sylvie suggests that they sleep because they are about to hijack the power source to a civilization's only hope. Loki says they can both relax in their own ways. Loki, you, you are bad. Bad, bad, bad. More insanely incredible shots of the terrain on this planet over a valley. Rock formations across the pink horizon. We see a huge meteor crashing into the land. Like a huge one. Like This looks like an earth-ending one in, in, on its own. Um, Sylvie wakes up to Loki singing songs with a bunch of people at the bar, super drunk, being the life of the party. She looks extremely pissed. A guard looks suspiciously at him. He sings directly to her. He slams his drink on the floor, just like Thor did in the first Thor. He slams it on the floor, and then he says, another, like another. And I remember even saying, don't they like have manners like in Asgard and stuff? Dude, that's homage to the first Thor movie right there. Give me some love. That's some love right there. Chills. Okay, it runs in the family. Uh, I love that so much. Thank you, writers. Awesome writing. Sylvie tells Loki they're meant to be laying low, and she thinks something's happening here. Uh, Loki says, uh, change the subject. Loki says, change change the subject. And uh, this is what he says. Love is a dagger. It's a weapon to be wielded far away or up close. You can see yourself in it. It's beautiful until it makes you bleed. But ultimately, when you reach for it, and he's holding his dagger, she reaches for it. She says, it isn't real. Love is an imaginary dagger. And then she says, it's a bad metaphor. He's like, yeah, it was a bad metaphor. Guards enter and ask Loki for tickets. Loki tries to conjure them, but he accidentally conjures more fireworks on autopilot, I guess, because he's drunk. And this kind of gives him away. The guard sees him. A guard puts his hand on, on his chest, and Loki smacks him away. He twists back the other guard's arm and elbows the first. Sylvie removes her horns and bashes a guard with them. Very cool. Loki dodges a, guard, a guard's blow and then sends him flying with a blast of green magic. Sick. Sylvie knocks a guard down and then kicks her leg over him, like, like, like maybe like wraps her leg over his neck. And uh, as another guard whips a piece of glassware at her, she rolls uh, smoothly across the floor and punches him. Loki slams a guard's head into the bar. At this point, Sylvie gets caught up in a chokehold. So Loki tries to throw a blade at the guard holding her, and he almost like hits her in the face with this blade. She's like, awful throw. That <laughs> was really good. Uh, Loki, Loki boots a guard through the window of the train. It's going super fast, and he like, kind of like uh, taunts him for it. And then the two guards boot him out the window. Uh, Sylvie jumps out after him, realizing the temp hat is with Loki. Um, she really just wants this temp pad to be safe. Bless her. Um, <laughs> it's not. Loki gets the temp pad out of his pocket, and it's just completely obliterated. Um, she says, you asshole, you killed us. You're not a serious man. And he says, you're right. I'm a god. Such a Loki response. She calls him a clown for getting drunk on the train. He calls himself hedonistic, and she says she is too, but never at the expense of the mission. And he says, the mission? What, your glorious purpose? This is like maybe the fourth too many time they've used this phrase, but okay. Use it. Embrace it. You can't beat them, he says. 
Her eyes widen as she steps away, and she yells very loud, almost power a power yell, as her hands turn green, and a force emanates out of her, creating a small but powerful shockwave as she sits down on a pile of dirt. Loki slowly approaches her and sits down next to her. Did the scream make you feel better? asks Loki. Yes, you should try it sometime. Important. Um, again, back to that line. It all is important to us. She told me that um, what Loki's mother told him. She told me one day I could do it too because I could do anything. The magic. Um, this all falls back in line with Loki seeing what Sylvie can do right in front of him, like conjuring that magic, that power. Um, Mobius in previous episodes saying, like, this Loki's better than you. Um, Loki very much wants to be the best. Um, so he notices everything she's doing. Um, literally, he asked, did the scream make you feel better? He saw the power. Um, so later in 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 the further sequence literally in like a minute to 10 minutes later um he's doing new powers uh i literally think he's learning as he goes from her it's it's it's, it's very cool um she says he said loki asked her what now and she says i don't know you broke the temp pad and that planet is about to crash into us um loki points out that the entire moon is destroyed and everyone on the moon um is destroyed and they can't take the ark so we hijack the ark and make sure it gets off this moon then sylvie says sounds like a good idea to me uh, they walk through more terrain as night begins to fall you can see the city off in the distance on the horizon loki asked her to enchant him so he can walk for the both of them uh so she can walk for the both of them and uh, she tells him that's not how enchantment works and he says now he really wants to know uh so he can trust her she says, I have to make physical contact and then grab a hold of their mind. Um, he says, how? And it depends on the mind. More, most are easy, and I can overtake them instantly. Others are stronger ones. It gets tricky. I'm in control, but, uh, but they're there too. I have to create a fantasy from their memories. That young soldier from the TVA, her mind was messed up. Everything was clouded. I had to pull a memory from hundreds of years prior before she even fought for them. Hundreds of years hundreds of years so like imagine like a variant gone wrong the time variant authority they're in a loop and they're like time runs differently there like they're in she's in some sort of loop hundreds of years it's just interesting insane to think about um so loki says i was told everyone working for the tva were created by the timekeepers and sylvie says uh, that's not true they're all variants just like me and you um, and, and Loki says, they don't know that. <laughs> Mobius doesn't know that. Mobius believes, like, wholeheartedly he's a soldier for the timekeepers. Innocent man. They hear an announcement at the, in the city, at the, uh, in this, in the city, in the distance. And Sylvie says, that's our ride. This is an epic, continuous shot. They got to go in together. And she says, do we trust each other? Because this is going to suck. Um, so this is one epic continuous shot insane cinematography uh, for this whole sequence following sylvie and loki super flawlessly 
The street is packed with people. Uh, Loki stands on a platform and gets a look at the shuttle. Sylvie says that they have to get uh, there and make sure it takes off. She says they should go around. Uh, so they cut through an alley with a courtyard and glowing neon signs above the business. There's so much panic and chaos on the street. It's just madness. Madness. Uh, this is the most insane scene we've seen in the show so far. Sylvie and Loki look up above them and a huge chunk of uh, of the planet breaks on them. Like it looks like the moon, like the Titan moon from Iron Man, just falling on them. They run, but like they get blasted back, completely like obliterated. Um, he helps Sylvie up. They jog into a bar. Guards start attacking them. So there's fight sequences now. Loki takes one out with magic. Green magic, Sylvie won with her sword. Uh, then the duo sprints out another exit, shielding themselves against showers of dirt and sparks in the dim street. They start down an alley, but rubble blocks their path. They crouch along a wall. A person runs past, and they go after him. They look up to see the top of a tall tower tipping toward them. They run towards the camera as huge pieces of debris fall behind them. Loki halts a huge section of the tower in midair and saves them and others. Like superhero style. New abilities. What? Never seen anything like that out of them. They continue down the street. The duo takes on a group of guards in their path. One grabs Sylvie from behind, but she knocks him back. Now they start down a path towards the Ark. But suddenly stop. A meteorite strikes the vessel, detaching the top uh, in a fiery explosion. It is traumatic to see. Um, it's a huge explosion on top of all this madness. It stops everyone in their sight. Um, yeah, so of the, the view swings around to Sylvie and Loki, who gaze up at the destroyed arc, along with everyone else on the street. The guards are fighting, the civilians... Um, Sylvie turns straight around um, and walks away in the other direction. This song starts playing this real somber song. Uh, Loki remains rooted in place, breathing heavily. And we just get an immediate cut to ending. And this is one of the biggest cliffhangers we're probably going to get in this show. Like, how are they going to get out of here? <laughs> what What is their shining beam of light of hope here did they create a variant here by doing something did they mess something up here by maybe loki drinking at the bar or somehow did they do a variant so like the, the tva can find them doesn't matter no because she did all those variants i don't know this is crazy it's it's such a unique position to leave us in <laughs> on such a cliffhanger to not know where we're going to leave off and the thing they can do, it would be disgusting of them to do, but they could, they could leave us um, w away from these two for a while. Um, man, oh man, if they wanted to, right, if they wanted to, hear me out here, they would um, 
bring us with Mobius right after Loki left. We'd see his side of the story. And then he'd go solve another Loki variant case in the next one. And we'd still get a whole, like, president, the President Loki, like, from the trailer. Like, we'd get his story. And we meet another Loki, but we won't see the outcome of this result until like two weeks because this show wants to hurt us or something like that. Um, you know, that's my like worst case scenario prediction in terms of like it might be like a really good way of uh, storytelling. Uh, but um, geez, Louise, this this is uh, amping up to be maybe not even just the best Marvel show, maybe one of the best freaking shows I've seen yet. It really seems like they're powering Loki up um, to take on this TVA. He's saying they're not beatable. Uh, when you say something's not beatable, you're—I mean—you want to see them beat. Um, I—I don't think anything is unbeatable. So um, Loki, look at him pull up, pulling up buildies out of the sky like that. Uh, seen Doctor Strange do it. Um, you've seen like characters like Captain Marvel. Um, do big things like that but like this is a pretty powerful pretty powerful attributes they're giving this character they're redeeming him pretty big um i i really am digging this uh this route they're doing they're taking for him uh and i want to see him maybe in the multiverse of madness doing doing some of this stuff um with wanda and dr strange wouldn't that be sick Mm, let's go to Reddit and read a few of the top comments and see what the internet's saying right now. All right, I'm going top comments on Arm Marvel Studios. Um, so, <laughs> just the top comment was, "Wow, <laughs> wow." <laughs> um, oh God, what if he was just an Owen Wilson variant? The Timekeepers just grabbed Owen Wilson from the '90s, mind wiped him, and just <laughs> made him a charming, sarcastic mustache on TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's a timeline that Owen Wilson that, and that doesn't have and there's a timeline that doesn't have Owen Wilson memes <laughs> guys reddit okay guys guys I didn't read read the top comment of this I'm gonna have to go back but wow okay Falali said wow I guess that's why Mobius loves jet skis so much he probably had one when he was a regular dude living on Earth in the 90s. That's the base comment, and that makes sense. Yes, he was a normal dude living in the 90s with a jet ski. Normal, right. Wow, was the next comment. And then I thought that was a top comment of the whole show. It was just like, okay, really? And then the next comment, which made me laugh, was from Nomad Prime, um, was the Owen Wilson variant. Very funny. Um, good, good, good. Um, okay, so let's go to the next thread. Um, LOL, Lo Loki pulling the uh, Thor another. Dude, so good. Why is AJ uh, on Reddit? And uh, the reply, Peppermint Gumbo Drop. Uh, that was great. I bet Tom Hiddleston has always wanted to do that. Uh, fun fact, that scene was... Uh, that was one scene they did for screen tests for Thor 1, and Hiddleston was up for Thor, so you bet you're right. Yes! That is good. Nay, Ron Rogers said that. And let's read another uh, string of comments. MLC885 says, So, unsurprisingly, all the people working for the TVA are just innocent variants who have been misled. Correct. Correct. The people are pissed about that, are upset about this. You know, go figure. Um, BJ came in, but the big fact, after tonight... We're halfway through the series. It goes by too freaking fast. I know. 
I know. Um, but listen to this. Uh, reply to this comment. I didn't know this. Uh, N13J on Reddit says, Tom Hiddleston said that episodes four and five were his favorite. I'm excited. Oh, my God. I'm excited if this is true. And Fish Royal replying to that. Um, this Wednesday schedule uh, has been, in my opinion, significantly better than waiting for WandaVision episodes. This show has been awesome. Also contributes to time moving too quickly. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Reddit. Our Marvel Studios. Reddit slash Marvel Studios. My favorite place. I haven't been on Reddit slash Loki yet. I'm sure it's great, too. Um, I haven't been on Reddit as much this year. And with that, we're going to end this week at Marvel Maniac right around 40 minutes. I've had a great time talking with you guys here today about Loki. Do not forget that Friday, July 9th, Black Widow is coming out. We will be doing an after show for that um, on the day of, uh, I'm going to say 100%. Uh, I'm so excited for Black Widow. Who else is? Um, So be ready for that. Um, We will also be covering Marvel's What If series that is supposed to be coming out sometime around August 2021. That's going to be 10 episodes. So stay sub, stay excited. We're going to cover every Marvel property um, as far and wide as we can see. Um, We're looking forward to it. So stay subbed um, follow us marvelmaniacpod at gmail.com email us your thoughts um, at marvelmaniacpod on twitter I mix those up but I'm going to keep it um, all donations um, right now Mr. Honest Podcast at gmail.com on paypal at Mr. Honest Podcast um, everything goes right back into the show um, all reviews are appreciated only positive comments uh, you are amazing for being here and I always appreciate you and I can't wait to see you next week for the fourth episode of Loki. Until then, Avengers disassemble. <laughs> <laughs>